everybody. Welcome to your wrong. So Matt, what is everybody wrong about today? Uh, well, Luciano, this is this is a very important topic that I don't think we've discussed enough. Um, I think people need to know how wrong they are about who the best superheroes and supervillains are. And given how well these superheroes and supervillains have performed in modern media, we all know that the DC characters are are way better than the Marvel. Characters. Uh, uh, what? Wait, what? What? Okay, repeat what you said. I, I probably wasn't hearing right. The DC comic heroes are are way better than Marvel. Uh no. Are you crazy? What did you eat this morning? There, I mean, Marvel's clearly super, like I don't think it's even a discussion. Uh you are so so wrong. And you like most of the sheep all in the world think Marvel is the best. And I think it's going to take a little time to convince all of you. I think something like maybe a month of episodes to really uh, dig into uh, it properly. That's going to, it's like, given how hard headed you are, that's a, the least amount of time it's going to take me to convince you that you're like, you could not be more wrong, but you know, you started this bullshit. Go ahead. Let's see what you have. Uh, so I think the easiest way to go about this is to just look at, you know, the heroes and villains that, that exist. And, and because we, we, you know, we can't talk about all the heroes and all the villains. I'll just start with maybe a, a top three best heroes and best villains from DC. And you can put them up against whatever garbage you have for Marvel. Uh, sure, and, knock yourself and, out. And, and see who's better. Where do you want me to start first? Heroes, obviously. Like, you, you know so little about this, you don't even know where to start. I mean, you think that, but just wait. So, so top three heroes. Would you like specific order? Do you want, like, I just... No, just like it's hard to buy. I don't unless you know the pool you're picking from is so thin that it's easy to order them. I know my no. favorites. I can't put in order. Yeah, so so I'll just I'll just give you the top three, and you can fight over amongst yourselves what the order is. But uh, it's gonna go Batman, Green Lantern, and Wonder Woman. Okay. And and Do you want mine? Do you want mine? I mean, sure. So, okay, so in no particular order, and because I have so many to pick from, I, I didn't want to go mainstream. I didn't want to say Iron Man, Hulk, Thor. Like, everybody knows those, and those are not even my real favorites. So, I'll give you my real favorites. It's already a bad omen. No, it's not. Mm. Deadpool, Doctor Strange, She-Hulk. Okay. Yeah. So, you think that's the better three than the three I... Oh, those are not even like the top billing ones, and they're still better than yours. I mean, I didn't even need to use Superman. Like that's no, an automatic like, win pick, for me. You did pick three of the, the like the top three other than Superman. So sure, when you're I the mean, best, why why do you have to go looking for garbage characters when you have the best? I don't have to go looking for garbage characters. I have to go <laughs> looking for good ones that nobody knows yet because why don't I don't have to stay here and talk about Iron Man because people know no, about Iron Man. Nobody, I don't nobody have knows to Doctor talk Strange. about Hulk. Doctor Strange, yeah, that was the that was the mainstream pick. It's fine. Why don't you tell us why you think your three are, are superior? Dig into okay. it. So I'll start with uh with Deadpool. So for me I I really like the medium awareness first of all. And I also like the fact that he, he, like, I, I love his personality. He's my spirit animal, basically, <laughs> if I'm honest. 
okay. I I like the fact that he is like, you know, witty and and I he he is his powers are weird, but they're also cool, and he is also a good fighter, but he's also like he wouldn't let good fighting get in the way of a good joke. I know there's so much to like about Deadpool. Is he's he's just funny Wolverine. I mean, uh, he's the best at whatever Wolverine does, as he he himself puts it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's well. It's different though. He's, he has more powers than than just what Wolverine does because of Weapon X. I don't think we should get too far <laughs> into the details because it gets insane. Also, there's something else that I need to say. This is not the case with with this, these ones that I picked. But with Marvel, at least, saying something like Spider-Man, like the, the next question should be which one? Because every, almost every one of them has had multiple people be them, right? Which is not the case with Deadpool, and I don't think it's the case with Doctor Strange. Um, but She-Hulk, it gets weird. So I, first of all, and I think this is something you should say, I can't speak for you, Matt, but I'm definitely not a super expert on any of this. I just know what I, the stuff that I liked and that I've watched and that I've played games of. Um, so I'm probably going to say or like miss saying something or say something that isn't exactly entirely correct. Fuck it is what I'm, my answer to that is. I just assumed the haters would come at us no matter how accurate we were. So Th- that's um, fair. That's fair. We're going to be off by a lot, but fuck everybody who thinks that it's our personal opinion. So. You know, go post on Reddit if you want to argue with somebody. Yeah, and so the so his powers are similar to to Wolverine's, yes, but he has like because he went through the Weapon X program, he has some different things. But but yeah, I mean, he is like stupidly medium aware Wolverine, basically. Um. And but I also I also like like the details of like the story, not necessarily his origin story, which is interesting too. But not it's not nothing that special. But I like the fact, for example, that he got tangled with death, like death, the cosmic entity, not just you know the concept of of death, and you know to the to the point where they were romantically involved, and Thanos was actually jealous and tried to he cursed him so he couldn't die, so he couldn't meet death, and then. He went to fight Thanos, and Thanos rescinded the 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 curse so he could kill him. <laughs> like, sure, I mean we we don't need to go too far down the path of the yeah. real and Infinity Stone stories that Thanos was just trying to impress a girl. Oh yeah, that's why he wanted to destroy half the universe. <laughs> yes. I think the movies handled that in a much more enjoyable yeah. way. Yeah, and, and obviously, like the the joke part, like for example, I was reading about it yesterday, and you know. <laughs> he he has bovinophobia because he's afraid of cows. I didn't know that. <laughs> so it's just to me, it's just all around a fun character. I like that it's an R-rated character, not a PG character, and, and so the movie had to be R. So all of that. So that's just one of mine. So why don't you uh, you counter that with some of your DC bullshit? Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with Green Lantern. Um, Green okay. Lantern is my my personal all time favorite. Um, I thought we I weren't putting this in any order. Oh, I'm just saying my own personal favorite. I'm not putting it in order. I'm just saying he's my favorite, but that doesn't mean he's number one on the list. Uh, I was trying to pick from a okay 
it's me personally, but it's also like just because I like Green Lantern more than Batman doesn't mean that Batman's stories haven't been cool or or more inspiring. I mean, I have to if I have to be honest with you, um, Green Lantern hasn't done well in in sort of the the movie. Oh uh, yeah, genre. Yeah. <laughs> so so there are some you know that's not great. That's not a great mark for Green Lantern uh, in yeah. terms of storytelling, uh, at least sort of live action. I think some of the the DC, you know, uh, animated movies have been much stronger in terms of, you know, showing Green Lantern. Um, and the reason why I like Green Lantern is I just think the whole concept of being able to control a ring of power with your will to create constructs is, it's, it, I just find it really imaginative and interesting. And when you get to, to see the Green Lantern Corps at work fighting against all of the other shades of colors, um, I found that really fascinating and the movie really struggled to grasp it because they were trying to uh, do some sort of um, nonsense with like movie tie-ins. So he couldn't just be super creative with his ideas. It's like, Oh, we got to use a, a racetrack so we can tell sell Hasbro cars and planes and stuff. But, but in the comics, he does all sorts of crazy stuff. And I, you know, I think it's really interesting and fun. Um, I really enjoyed his, you know, the the interpretation of him in the um, the fighting games, whose name escapes me. Um, uh, Injustice. Injustice, yeah. I think yeah. it's been it's fun to play him in Injustice, um, and I just like the idea of you know using your willpower to to power that ring and and being a space cop. I think it's phenomenal. It's it's fantastic, and I'm I have so many comments about why that movie was so bad and how they could have made a better movie. Um, and it's ironic that we're both using uh, characters that have been played by Ryan Reynolds on That's screen. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, Guess what we're saying is we like Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's all we can say. <laughs> I, think, I think we can agree on that at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, interesting, fun point. Uh, I don't know if anybody would have noticed this. This is how much I like. I watched that Green Lantern movie, even though I hated it. Is um, So in Green Lantern, he has a sidekick. Um whose name escapes me exactly. I think it's Tom something. But anyways, uh, Taika Waititi played him in the Green Lantern movie. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's that's the first um, superhero movie he was in, I believe, before he showed up in Thor. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Because he was Korg, I believe. Yeah, he did a good job there too, but that's, yeah. that's besides the point, yes. I'm not going to blame him for the Green Lantern movie. There's lots of problems there, and I, I've already talked too much about it. But just overall, Green Lantern, I think, has been a very interesting. He's he's had a, a prominent role in in sort of the uh, you know major story arcs, uh, including the Blackest Night and uh, Brightest Day, which were big iconic uh, DC story arcs. Um, and and I you know if you had to pick a you know Green Lantern is is much like uh, the She Hulk or Spider Man. There's been a lot of different Green Lanterns. Um, I think most of my reading has been tied to to Hal Jordan, um, but uh, you know, just the whole Green Lantern Corps. Uh, they all, you know, I think that blowing it out to having all those characters has made it very interesting as well. Well, all the other, like with uh, Blackest Night and Brightest Day, all the other cores also make that story pretty. Like it's it goes from being a cute play on like colors and it actually meaning something more, which is. Honestly, more than I thought DC could could milk out of like, <laughs> you know, green and yellow and that kind of shit. So yeah, it, it, some of the some of the other colors you get farther out in the spectrum are a little weak, but but I think they did overall did a pretty good job. And I have to chuckle at uh, 
you know, orange for being avarice because it's just basically one dude who wants all the things, which is oh. it's pretty funny to me. Oh man, it, and it's orange too. Yep. Look at that foresight. Holy shit. <laughs> right? Like they, yeah. they clearly plan way ahead. That was some foresight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. That kudos I'm, there, I have to say. <laughs> and so I'm going to use this as a, as a point to pivot to uh, a villain on my list because, uh, you know, in order to have Green Lantern being a very interesting character, you need to have an interesting villain, and that comes with Sinestro. Um, and and I just wanted to talk about it here because I think it makes a good dovetail into into the villains. But for me, Sinestro makes Green Lantern go because he's a complex character uh, that was on the side of, of Hal Jordan. He taught him, so he's sort of his his teacher and mentor, and then he turns on him uh, and and uses the power of fear to to enslave the you know the galaxy and mess with them. And I think that is a a great way to position a villain against the hero is to is to have a connection to them and have have the the history and and have them battle on the same with the same powers. Yeah, it's uh, although it's with a name like Sinestro, like. It's pretty clear he was going to be, you know, a villain at some point because, you know, I, I don't I don't see, you know, a what's the equivalent of Captain America on, on DC. There's no it would be Superman, but like whatever. But I don't see a, a mighty hero. It's like, oh, who's that that saved the world? Oh, his name is Sinestro. Like, I mean, you know, <laughs> just to just to further empower your, your statement. Um he is a humanoid that has red skin um, yeah. and generally has some uh, affectations on his face that lead towards sort of a, a devil yeah. connection. So also as if I if I recall correctly on most of the animations he has a British accent too, no? Um generally, am I crazy? Yeah. I, well for sure Mark Strong played him in, okay, in the Green Lantern movie. But uh, as I'm looking at the different characters that played him, yeah, like Jason Isaacs played him. Okay. Um, so, so I can kind of go here or there with, yeah. with it. But it's also done by Ron Perlman, apparently. Um, so, take your pick. okay, that that I would like to see. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, if we're talking about villains, unless you have anything else to add about Sinestro. No, no, no. I, we, we, you know, we, we have a lot to go through here, so we shouldn't get bogged down too much. Yeah, with, and and I, I, I guess we should leave some time at the end to sort of discuss more in general and maybe make some like honorable mentions if we want. But so I, I too am a fan of relatable, let's say, um, villains. So I don't mind so much the connection. Like it's like you put, it's an interesting thing to have had, sort of a betrayal, not sort of, it's a betrayal. Uh, yep. you know him going to to the side of fear and and you know creating the the yellow core i guess or the sinestro core right as they call it it's the sinestro core yeah 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 so to me i i don't usually like villains that are that two-dimensional and they're doing shit for the evils and and that kind of stuff and and marvel has a slew of of relatable characters uh, in that sense, that are usually villains. Some are more usually villains than others, but I think if I had to pick one favorite villain, it would be Mystique. Um, because of all of the flip-flopping that she's done, you know, she's canonic not canonically only, but like 
usually you see her as a villain and i'm pretty sure you know the red head red hair and blue skin don't help with you know the kind of dehumanizing her but she's a very human character right she's been she's been betrayed a lot it's like a, once you get a hold of her story from her side it's like no wonder she's bitter and she's like only looking out for herself because every time she trusts somebody including magneto by the way um oh, sure she gets fucked right and she has she's been on the x-men on the team with like cable and and rogue and some at some incarnation of it and yeah. but she's also been you know with in league with magneto she's in, been in league with the morlocks i think at some point <laughs> sure why not so she is she is this sort of like tragic character in the sense that she's selfish and she's usually callous and i mean she's an assassin not that that stops you know black widow from becoming one of the good guys but she is an assassin and she's uh she's usually kind of like have she usually has selfish motives for things but she's also been on the receiving end of a bunch of shit and she i guess i guess what i'm saying is she's very human it's just not like a goody two shoes. She's like not. She's not like Cyclops, which I don't particularly like. But she's also not. You know, yeah, his his opinions. But she's <laughs> also not like you know some of the other villains you you have like like Juggernaut, right? Whose whose sole motivation is I'm jealous of my brother, and that kind of shit. Yeah. So yeah. I I really appreciate, especially once they got to developing her character more. Um, and having her as sort of a protagonist of her own story, or at least, you know, as a center focus of some stories, they fleshed it out really nicely, and you can't help but relate to her. It's like, yeah, you know what? If I had been in that in those situations that many times, and she also has the a thing that a lot of Marvel heroes has, which is she doesn't age or she ages very slowly, and because she's a metamorph, she can hide how how old she actually is. So their story set in like the 1920s and the 1930s and stuff like that. And yeah, e every time she gets screwed, every time she tries to trust somebody or she tries to kind of not be selfish and, and think of other people, she gets fucked. So it's relatable is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I can see how that makes a, a better character. Like it's, you need a balance, right? And Juggernaut has this place, but he seems, those kind of characters seem like they are, like a sideshow it's like you need a break you can't always have a a complicated villain so sometimes you just need an easy villain to to make it fun for the reader or fun for the hero to defeat them but yeah for sure yeah the complexity is where i think your best your best villains come from for sure and and i think that's that's the same reason why sinestro works is because well he's on the outside super evil there is some complexity into why he thinks the way he does, why he believes his way is better. Um, and of course it's like with any villain, the, the flaw is that he thinks fear is a better way to keep people safe than, than, you know, using the power of will or some other good, you know, light spectrum. And that's where, you know, the conflict rises from. Yeah. He's, he's like Thanos in that sense, almost. Or it's like I'm I'm go I'm the only one who knows how things are supposed to be, so I'm gonna enforce that regardless of what other people think. 
sort of deal. Yeah, that's, that's basically what it is, right? Like he thought he knew better than the um, God. What the fuck are those guys' names? The little space aliens that run the Green Lanterns. Uh, oh yeah, I, I yeah, I don't remember. Um, the name. I know what you're talking yes. about. Yeah, the yeah. ones so with thought, the lanterns, right? Yeah, yeah. So he thought he was better than than them at leading, and and they were like holding him back and preventing him from being able to do stuff. And so he goes out and talks to the I think it's the Weaponeers of Quard to to build the the yellow ring because yellow initially was a you know the the only thing that defeated Green Lantern. Obviously, they removed that from canon for reasons which you know whatever who cares that's comics don't get too far into it i mean oh hell, yeah the first, like the, the first green lantern couldn't defeat wood yes <laughs> what is his name alan something alan scott scott yes yeah so i mean that, that's a weak ass like oh no chopsticks i'm dead like what <laughs> yeah i mean so you see why you know it's, and that's that's one of the themes that you know we might get into over this month is like I think DC more than Marvel had this thing where they wanted to make their heroes super powerful, but they also needed a weakness. And so instead of, you know, thinking of a weakness that was actually nuanced, it's like, oh, he's from, you know, a different planet. He's an alien and he's super powerful because of the sun. But if this weird rocket's near him, then he's weak and he can be killed. And it's just like, well, yeah, that got weird later because it was just like, you know, initially there's just kryptonite, right? Yeah. And then suddenly there's red kryptonite and then there's purple kryptonite and then there's, you know, they went all comics on it. Yeah. And, yeah. and Marvel isn't like the, the problem with Marvel in that sense is that it's like, oh, Spider-Man, that's a, that's a very lucrative character. Maybe let's have, you know, other people play him in different ways and for different reasons and with different stories so we can make more money. So like, yeah, yeah. I don't think any comic book franchise is free from that kind of, you know, like I, I'm just going to do what sells and whatever, that kind of stuff. And, and we're, I am sure we're going to get to it during this month about, you know, the multiverse or whatever it is that the DC universe calls it. But, um, it's like Earth, one through four hundred. Well, I mean, Marvel, Marvel's main, like the prime one, is Earth six one six. So let's not get started with that. <laughs> don't, don't, yeah. don't worry about it. Stop. Anyway, um, we're on heroes me, and villains here, so <laughs> yeah. Let me go to my other, um, my second on the list, not not in order, but my second um, hero on the list, which sure. is uh, Doctor Strange. So, full disclosure here, the reason why I like Doctor Strange as much as I do is it comes from playing some of the Marvel games. Um, specifically, it was Marvel Ultimate Alliance that I played. The, the, the whole level where you, where you only play with um, Doctor Strange kind of tells the story of him against Mephisto. And yep. the stuff that happens, I think it with his wife or his uh, fiance or whatever. I don't remember now. It's been it's been yeah. a long time. But I always I had always seen that. So I've I'm so this is something I should probably have said in the beginning. I am not that avid of a comic book reader. I've read some, and and some of my reasoning behind 
this these picks are on the comics. Like for example, I remember the first time I ever saw Deadpool, which was what the one I was talking about. It was a cover that I saw in a comic book store of when he was saving somebody, and he was swinging from a rope, and the rope would, had broken, and he had said, "Oh, I can't believe something like I can't believe." they chipped out on the rope on me of all things. Like, why did this cover have to be this glossy or something like that? Mm -hmm. Like the medium awareness. And I was yeah. instantly hooked, right? So it's, with Doctor Strange, I don't think I've ever read a comic book of Doctor Strange, but I've obviously seen the movie and I've played a lot of the games that have him. And I always like the fact that he, like he, when he's in much more so than Thor, you have to acknowledge that there is magic in the Marvel Universe. And it's funny to see the interaction between characters like him and others like that are more like science-based. And I use science here with a very wide like leeway. But uh, like Iron Man or, or even, you know, Dr. Banner or Bruce Banner or the Hulk or, you know, even Reed Richards. Um, because they get so dumbfounded at his powers at the fact that you know, they have to go through these lengths of trying to get shit. You know, it's either nuclear or radioactive or there's some, you know, super high advanced alien technology involved or whatever. And then suddenly he just swings his arm and opens a portal to another dimension. And they go, what the fuck is that? Right. And so I appreciate that he brings I like the, the how stoic he is. And I think Benedict Cumberbatch did a fantastic job at portraying that. Yep. Which, you know, he had a good, like, 50% of the way there because he's British, so it comes naturally to him to be, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I think he, he did a fantastic job, you know, both on the on his movie and on, on the Avengers movie. But, yeah, I to me, the thing that I really like about Doctor Strange, the main thing that makes me like him as, as one of my favorite characters is his personality, yes, but also magic. The stuff that he like the, his powers and the whole concept of like sorcerer supreme and the ancient one and all of that you know esoteric stuff that that i before him i didn't know was a right. part of of uh, of the marvel universe yeah yeah it, he keeps the universe sort of honest with the idea that not everything is science-based or not everything is mutant-based right there's a there's a third element to to things that that kind of can keep those heroes confused or at bay to some some degree and not not running roughshod over the universe saying i'm the best character because you know science wins versus you know magic is not they can't understand it they can't comprehend it so there's stuff up there that they might not be able to handle right yeah and like i'm i'm in real life like with real life stuff i'm super skeptic about it are skeptical about stuff but like i think it gives people that enjoy and i'm i'm i play dnd i enjoy magic you know in fiction so it gives people mm -hmm. an avenue to enjoy that with the marvel universe too so, so uh who do you want to talk about now on your side I'm, I'm gonna go with wonder woman um okay and so I, I you know honorable mentions here other characters i actually considered were the flash and the martian manhunter um oh interesting yeah, and the reason why I picked Wonder Woman and even Batman over those two, um, one Batman has is so iconic, and I'll get into him later. And he has so many good stories and good things around him that it was hard to leave him off. Yeah, that and one. I, that one I'm gonna have a hard time. Like, 
arguing with you. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so I'm leaving it to the end because we don't get to it. It's like it, it, the case is, presents itself, obviously. We'll get um, to it. We'll get to but, it. But yeah, but with Wonder Woman, the reason why I picked her over, over The Flash and The Martian Manhunter is I just think that it's not just about her stories, but it's about what she represents. I mean, mm-hmm. when she was created, the, the creator specifically went out of the way to create someone who was not just a weapon of force or brute power, it was someone who used, you know, caring, uh, friendship, uh, sort of some more idealistic virtues to, to imbue to Wonder Woman, to give her a more well-rounded character. And, and if I'm honest, she's a much better Superman than Superman is. Oh, yeah. By far. Superman is not on my list because Superman sucks. And it's not Superman's fault. It's the creation of Superman. And I don't want to bag on him here when I should be talking about Wonder Woman. But, but I need to just so, to explain it to everybody very quickly is that by the nature of Superman being Superman and having no flaws, it makes it a very hard character to actually deal with. And when you create a Wonder Woman, because Wonder Woman has compassion and Wonder Woman cares about people, is trying to do the right thing, she's imbued with a much better sense of of duty, of honor, of sacrifice that allows you to tell better stories with her. It allows you to to put her in vulnerable positions because of the choices she'll make. It's not just that, right? It's, yeah. She doesn't idealize herself and Superman does. He thinks he yeah. has to be perfect. She doesn't, right? Right. She's willing to be flawed to get things done. Yeah, and I just exactly. think it's a much better character to write stories about. And you've seen it in, you know, in the first Wonder Woman movie. I think it was it was a really fun story and it was much better than, than the Superman story because because she has those things, you can put her in harm's way. You can put her into situations where she might not win. Whereas the Superman movies have suffered from the fact that he's Superman and it's really hard to scare the crap out of him. Yeah, and you have to go out of your way, and there's a power creep, and then you know, when 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 you do do those things, and yes, I said do do, uh, the <laughs> the scales are so off whack, like just in the movies, like him, him punching Zod through buildings and shit and that kind of stuff, and that's the only way to challenge him with was is with someone as powerful, almost. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and so so Wonder Woman has just is on the list because she's a better better Superman, and also because she represents, you know, a good a good example of where storytelling can go, and and of also not doing the thing that they did with She Hulk, and not to pick on her, but um, people got really lazy with creating female superhero characters, uh, or even creating characters of color, and so historically, all I did was slap the word black or the word she in front of characters yes. and copy their powers. And, and you can argue that one woman was a copy of Superman, but, but you know, when you dig into the history of how she's created, she was meant to be a better version or a different version of Superman. And they didn't call her Supergirl. There is a Supergirl and we won't go into her, but you know, I actually um, like Supergirl more than Superman, but that's, that's a conversation sure. for later. <laughs> uh, yeah. We've got lots of time, but so yeah. that's, that's why I pick one woman is because she, she matters more to the culture of, of comic books. And, and I was, you know, we'll see how the next movie goes. It looks very promising. Um, and that's not the only thing you should obviously know about one woman, but, but it's a good place to start. Yeah. So let's keep this very like confusing. And so let me go into my third hero and then we can finish sure. off. Because I think it's a good segue. You, you, you mentioned her, and, and she's one of my favorite heroes of all time, actually, is She-Hulk. And 
you're completely right in that this is again another instance of marvel saying oh the hulk is very famous let's you know kid try to pretend that we're catering to the female audience which was definitely what it was at first but then when they fleshed out her story it became something very interesting so like for those of you who don't know much about She-Hulk, she's basically a better version of the Hulk. This is why I wanted to segue into it. She doesn't lose lose any of her personality or of her intelligence when she goes into Hulk mode. Um, and she she has had already been, she was a lawyer, or she is a lawyer, and so she was already a pretty competent, intelligent woman, and she kind of applied the the stuff and there's a whole arc about you know her growing up and trying to be a lawyer and being discredited and that kind of stuff and and you know prevailing even through those odds and she puts those that same grit through her when on her training when she has to improve herself and when she has to uh gain more strength and gain more powers and become more powerful and she does that like at, at one point point and this is i think the canon right now she is more she's stronger than the hulk at least when they're both just regular like they call it the calm state she's actually stronger so her her power increases with rage and with anger like like her cousins does because jennifer walters is uh bruce banner's cousin the way she got her powers was she was in a she was in a hit and run by a mob character of someone she put to uh, to jail and they shot her and she was about to die and she and he donates blood to her and obviously as everybody knows once you donate blood you inherit the the, the superpowers it's just mm-hmm. basic science and um, so yeah definitely uh and and so but she she takes that and that that's the origin and the origin is pretty like poor in terms Who of cares i mean yes but comics yeah, no, it's not just that. I mean, it, it was created like it was such a throwaway story of like, oh, yeah, now we have a She-Hulk because of reasons. And then they made it a little better. And then they made it a lot better when they introduced other, uh, like more story to her to her character, not just she her being a female version of, of the Hulk. And so she yeah. she also has a thing where she sometimes breaks the fourth wall, which, as I established, I like. She calls it, cosmic awareness which i find hilarious this is like oh you know if you i think there was one she goes like oh if you think this is bad you should see what happens three pages from now and stuff like that so like that that's and i won't go into it because we're running out of time but there's another she hulk which is betty ross which is bruce banner's wife but she becomes the red she hulk and I also won't go into the fact that there's a gray She-Hulk, like there's a gray Hulk. There's a whole host of things. And I think sure. if we want in the future, we can pick our one one favorite of ours each and then talk more about them. But yeah, so I, I like her because she's a strong female character, which I appreciate. And she, like you said with Wonder Woman, what she represents, you know, is she always talks about how she feels self-confident and and feels like a boost of confidence because she has this other persona and it sort of plays into like you know it's it's okay for a woman to be confident and to be assertive and that's not a bad thing that's not she's not a bitch she's not bad she's just an assertive woman that's you know confident it's it's a good thing yeah yeah so uh, I'll, I'll finish off with 
two minutes on Batman since it's the case is very easy with Batman. Uh, Batman is is one of the best characters because he is the everyman. He doesn't actually have any superpowers. He tangles with superheroes uh, all the time. Uh, but more than that, he especially in the comics more than it comes through in the movies, which I understand why they kind of avoid it is he's a master planner. Um, he's a master detective. He is used, he uses his smarts as much as his technology in, in the comics to, to create plans and to go about things. And, and what's great about it is, is when he's used most effectively, he's kind of like a, a zealot. Is it zealot? Zealot. Yeah. Zealot. Thank you. Um, in how he approaches things. I mean, you know, there's the the, the story arc. And I think they made a, a movie about it as well, where he basically has a plan to kill every single member of the Justice League, um, or yeah. put a stop to them, uh, just in case they they go off the handle, quote unquote, which only a crazy person would actually do with their friends. Um, so that's <laughs> yes, but but because he's such a, a psychotic person, um, it. It allows you to tell really interesting stories with him uh, and, and trade on on his psychosis and all of his challenges. And I'm sure we all know his tragic upbringing because in every goddamn movie, they fucking show it 30 times. Uh, I mean, for Christ's sakes, they slipped it into the fucking Batman versus Superman movie for some godforsaken reason. Um, I won't go there because that's... That's you know that's not the point of this yeah, this I conversation. Thought were, I thought you were defending DC. Like you should not go to the movies if you're defending DC. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but he's just <laughs> he's just an iconic character, and and he's iconic because he's such a complex character that everybody can understand and digs. And I think the relatability too, right, of being a non superpowered individual in the middle of superpowered individuals. I think that that makes him a lot more relatable. And it goes back yeah. to being human, right? He's human because he's a tragic person. He has a lot of flaws. He's aware of them. He doesn't want to work them out. And, and all that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But he still has a, a moral code, right? And, and and that's, you can argue about the movies again, but like his moral code is he doesn't want to kill anybody. And that's that's what makes, I'm just going to dovetail into my one of my other villains. Is that's what makes his and Joker's love affair so yeah. iconic and interesting is that the Joker, all the Joker wants to do is, make batman kill him to break batman in half and when they focus on that aspect of the joker it is a fantastic relationship between a, a hero and a villain um and i think you know if you think about the characters he, the people who have played him um heath ledger i think nailed it perfectly into the the unpredictability and the randomness of the joker that's that's the best joker i you know yeah and again to pick movies because i think everybody's you know more familiar with them if you think about jared leto's or leto's portrayal he just plays him as a crazy person and and the joker's not just a sociopath crazy he's he's super intelligent he just doesn't have a he's a moral compass it's kind of like if you took it to dungeons and dragons he's chaotic evil yes he'll do whatever he wants because just because it'll be funny or it'll get him where he needs to be yeah, yeah. And, and I think what works so well between the two of them is how much of, you know, two sides of the same coin they are. Because they've both gone through, if, if you, because there's only one real origin story for, for the Joker that was shown, and yeah. it's not even necessarily the, the actual one. And I think Heath Ledger did a great job on the movie, and, and the, the script obviously did a good job yeah. on the movie of him. Like every time someone asks him about what happened, he tells like a different story. 
Yes. Which is great and keeps people guessing. And, and he says it himself, yeah, I'm an agent of chaos, right? And that's, I think that nails things on the head. It's He's not just randomly crazy. He is whatever, the, whatever order would be, he goes against that. So it's not as much chaos as it is anti-order. Which, uh, yeah, it makes him great because Batman is all about order and propriety and, you know, honor and justice and that kind of stuff. And the Joker is just whatever it takes to break the Batman, right? Yeah, and they're both zealous about about their their approach to how they want to do it, right? Like, the Joker will do anything to break Batman, and Batman will do anything to stop the Joker except kill, kill him. him. Yeah, yeah. And you, you see some of that stuff show up, like the killing joke. Uh, about how far he can be pushed and won't break. Um, I think that's one of the best examples of of that relationship. I mean, there is the analysis that he does kill him on the killing joke. Spoiler alert! But yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen that when they oh, they talk yeah, about I've that. Read, I've read yeah. the, the the comic more than watched the creepy movie. Um, but yeah, no, I mean does, the but... analysis of them of the panels where he's laughing at the joke. And yeah, that it yeah, looks yeah. like he breaks his neck. Yeah. 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 So I normally here, I would add some sort of dim, like scathing or, or like retort remark of, of about Batman. I can't. I really, it's one of my favorite characters of all time. And the Joker actually might be more so than the Batman. Uh, it's just fantastic. Just a, a great idea that has been poorly implemented at times. We've all watched Batman and Robin. We've all watched, you know, Batman Eternal. Or Forever or whatever it is that you call the name, the, the movie in English, because I only watch it in Portuguese. But yeah. Sure. Um, but but yeah, and, and my last two villains that I have on my list are somewhat, they're similar to each other, which is why I kind of chose to group them up. Um, but it's all, they're also relatable to some sense. So one of them is Magneto. And mm-hmm. this full disclosure here, there's two main things that make me like, made me like Magneto as a kid. The first one was the concept of manipulating magnetism, which is very unique. Because, you know, you can toss a dead cat up in the air and it will fall on a character that has super strength or super healing or controls an element Right, there's there are a dime a dozen, but like magnetism is very unique. Right. And then when I read and then watched and then played the games uh that have Magneto and they allude to his uh origin and you know the fact that he is a Holocaust survivor and I'm Jewish and you know, as a kid, that was made me made him very relatable. And and he's such a if we're talking about D and D here, such a lawful evil character, like he he has his like code, and that's what matters, no matter what anybody else says. And and so I I like really like that combination of the powers and he being so powerful as he is, and his being him being such a charismatic character and having the origin that he does so that that's just like a nice trifecta there for me for me to like him as a as a character obviously i don't root for him for the most part because he is a villain and he it's tragic how if you look to his story being jewish and surviving the holocaust and all that and now you know 
figuring out about humans and then now he is the supremacist and he doesn't even seem to notice or he seems like he feels justified in being a supremacist now it's such a tragic and relatable if not for myself but for what we see in the world is how people are <laughs> yeah. cognitively dissonant about shit like that yeah so that he i think is a great underused almost even even though he's been portrayed so well in so many media like Ian McKellen did a fantastic job. So did Michael Fassbender. Um, in at least on Days of Future Past, the other movies are, you know, yeah. it's not his. It's not his fault. No, no, no. Um, but uh, I think, and, and I like the relationship. It's sort of, it's not the same kind, but it's the sort, the same sort of intense relationship he has with Charles Xavier as Batman yeah. has with Joker. Obviously. It's a much less psychotic thing all around. <laughs> it's more begrudging respect and like wary. I mean, they were wariness. friends, right? And they yeah. they had the similar ideas of integrating mutants and, and normal people. Only, you know, for Magneto that failed. So the only way for, for it to work is for, you know, Homo superior to be superior to Homo sapien. Yeah. Right? And, and so that's, that to me makes him very relatable, if very tragic. Um, and the last one is also a little less known, although it was in a movie that hopefully nobody saw. I know I didn't see it, which is uh, Victor Von Doom, or Dr. Doom. Oh, I saw it. He, I didn't see it. <laughs> I was on a plane and I had nothing better to do with my life. Oh, good Lord. And I should have done nothing. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, he he's actually quite similar in terms of like personality to some extent to to magneto in that he you know he's he has that whole thing about him being from that uh, the fictional country of latveria and he's the supreme monarch and like the country is like there's no uh, illiteracy there's you know uh, yeah. no like uh, health is so good like this it's sort of this dictatorial Dictatorial is that a word? It, it no, is I don't think so. Paradise, like he's he's a dictator, he's a, uh, an autocrat, and all that stuff. Uh, but people like live well if they conform to the rules and that kind of stuff. I, I recommend benevolent dictatorship as your your term. Okay, that works. That works. Um, so, and he, well, he's not that benevolent, but it's, it's like if you told the line, sure, everything's yeah, that's great. That's why it's that's why it's benevolent. <laughs> yeah. But um, I also one thing that I also that I like about him is that it's kind of the it's the same thing with Batman in that he isn't super. He has magic and he has enhancements that he's done. But like his powers compared powers like right. raw personal powers compared to anybody on the Fantastic Four, which are his main enemies, uh, like they pale in comparison. And yet yeah. he alone can cause enough havoc and, and danger to, you know, need all four of them to get through. And, and sometimes they even can't. And, and that is also because he has genius level intellect, right? Which is, I like yeah. that just a juxtaposition, like you said, with even with Wonder Woman, where she sometimes faces, like she faces actual gods sometimes, right? Ares and stuff. Yeah. And she uses her powers, yes, but also intellect and, and strategy and planning. And Doctor Doom does a lot of that as well, so th I I really like 
the fact that it's not usually it's like the villain is super powerful and then the heroes have to manage and find a way right and with yeah. him it's sort of the opposite to some extent yeah he um he's a much better character in the comics and in the video games than than he was in that movie um and i I know that you know you listen to what Josh Trank has to say about that movie and what he could have done different, blah blah blah. But the reality is, is like it was a stupid idea from the get go. Like if you follow through some of the narrative choices they made, they just you know they it's and this is we'll probably get into this in other podcasts in the future. But like a lot of these movies suffer from the fact that they don't they understand the heroes and they don't give a fuck about the villains, but the villains yeah. matter so much. Oh yeah. Because they make the heroes go. Um and so like Von Doom in the comic books is great. Yeah. Fantastic Four is probably some of the ones that I read the most. And I think the first one I picked up had Doom on the on the cover and I was like, what what the hell is that? And and the way that he goes, I don't know. This is like thirty five years ago, thirty years ago, something like that. Yeah, know. can't be thirty five. I was five, so thirty thirty years ago. Sure. Uh, and but yeah, it was. I remember. I remember being much more fascinated. Not that I don't like Fantastic Four. I actually do, and I really like Sue Storm um, as a character because she, you know, she's in the middle of three other guys and she manages to stand out without just being the token female. Mm-hmm. But but he definitely caught my attention more than the than the heroes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think the theme for me is like relatability. Like, just I I agree with you that a villain like you know Juggernaut or even like uh, you know Mephisto, uh, they exist for a reason, and they're it's it's fine to have the kind of the kind of villain because sometimes you just want a black and white story. But the ones that I'm attracted more to in terms of following and kind of caring about are the ones that are more human, I think. Yeah, and this is a great dovetail into my my third villain. Um, I'll mention a couple of the honorable mentions. Um, Harley Quinn. Uh, one of the reasons why I didn't put her on my list is that I didn't want to have two, you know, Batman villains, especially yeah. two so closely tied to each other villains. Yeah. Um, on the three list. Uh, I, I, the one thing I'll say about Harley Quinn is I think her story, not only just the fact that she was created for a TV show and that's how she was added to the universe, but just her story. I think it, it makes a ton of sense and it's very well thought out. Um, and, and the other one's the reverse flash and, and, and I won't go into it too much, but the name is stupid. Yes. I was going to say, Oh, he goes slow. Very, very slow. Yeah. It's very <laughs> stupid. But the story and how they tied it to the fact that he came back in time and was able to kill the Flash's parents and puts you know puts him on the path to, to being who he is, I think that's all very well thought out. And I think having someone matching his powers but trying to fuck with people the way he does is, is very interesting. Um, so so the guy I picked, uh, and this goes right into your uh, Victor Von Doom thing, is uh, Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's for many of the same reasons. Um, I think he's one of superman's greatest villains because he's just using his intellect and the fact that he is so so selfish (laughs) so selfish to manipulate superman and try to get over on him and i think he's a better version than like brainiac who is just super super smart nothing and like sort of emotionally vacant um (laughs) i think that's boring like it's fine but it gets boring because it's just like oh he's super smart but 
you know, he'll fuck up somehow. Whereas Luther is manipulative and he'll do whatever it takes to get what he needs. You know, there are versions of him that become the president of the United States. There are versions of him that design power armor to, to be able to fight with Superman. There are versions of him that are stupid and Jesse Eisenberg should be uh, put in jail for. Um, I don't, well, I was going to say, I don't think it's his fault, but it, yeah, it is. I mean, it's a little bit his fault. At least. It's not a hundred percent his fault, but, but that goes to my point of, not understanding your villains like he played a crazy person and luther is anything but a crazy person it was such a waste and so pointless um and so it's just frustrating to see him used that way but he's used much better in the comic books he's used much better in the movies or so the the animated movies and i just think his genius and the fact that he'll he'll do what he can to to manipulate a situation to sort of he knows Superman's weaknesses, right? He knows exactly. Superman exactly. Yeah. through and through, and he'll manipulate him. And I guess he's similar to the Joker in that way, but they, they pair off well. Um, and and it helps that he's, you know, just an everyman in, in many respects. He's a bit more. He has that intelligence level uh, that I think you need in all of your villains to really tackle your superheroes. Um, but he just presents himself as Superman's... Uh, equal with no morals that that makes for interesting stories and interesting conflict yeah definitely the fact that he he knows that superman is going to try and be you know the boy scout that we all know he is and he uses that against him it's brilliant like and he uses it in so many ways too yeah 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 i uh i i it's probably a toss-up for me between on DC between Joker and Lex Luthor. I think I think I like the Joker better, but by a fraction. Yeah, the Joker's better because his his manic, uh, you know, chaotic evilness is more enjoyable. I yeah. think. Also, it's fun. you know, Mark Hamill's portrayal of him is amazing. Like on the games yep. and in in the animated movies and the in the animated series, it's amazing. Yeah. He he gets it just like Heath Ledger got it. Whereas yeah. you know Caesar Romero and uh, <laughs> Jack I won't Nicholson. Names. Jack Nicholson. Jack, Jack Nicholson was okay. It was good, but not it was great. it was more humorous than than like in like dangerously insane sort of yeah. portrayal. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, to close it off, I just wanted to say there's a, a couple of uh, honorable mentions, and I won't get into them. Too much at least not today one of them is for the heroes is cable or nathan summers just for the sheer first of all being the straight man to deadpool which is great to deadpool's insanity and also just the sheer amount of power it's him him and franklin richards really but franklin richards is too ridiculous because he you know he's sort of, he's considered like the earth 616 is he's considered the corners one of the cornerstone uh, powers of it, it's too much let's leave it at that um but but cable which is his uh gene gray and uh, Cy- uh cyclops son he he uses a lot of his power to hold back a virus that's just cool to me right in his body and the other one is bishop which doesn't exist in the main prime in the prime universe um but he's amazing his whole thing is absorbing uh energy whatever energy kinetic um elemental whatever and transforming that into things for himself so like superpowering himself and that kind of stuff it's 
He's in. He has a super cool story. I won't get into it. It would need another ten minutes at least. But he has a super cool story. Uh, it's, it has some like District Nine undertones to it almost, which is interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah, and for villains, Wilson Fisk and Blackheart are my men, uh, my uh, honorable mention. Wilson Fisk is basically Lex Luthor if he was huge and also, you know, more of a Chicago mobster than a <laughs> than a New York entrepreneur. <laughs> like, also has a very interesting story and all that. Blackheart is just smooth evil, right? He's the son of Mephisto. Yeah. It's just yeah. smooth evil. It's it's yeah, it's great. If if Joker is chaotic evil, then Blackheart is like the embodiment of neutral evil. It's just evil because he likes it. It's fun. Yeah. What are your honorable mentions? I I kind of already went over them, but uh, okay. it's 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 uh, the Flash and Martian Manhunter for for the heroes. Um, the Flash is. You think just having super speed would be kind of played out, but I think they do a lot of creative things with it and, and add, add, making the speed force and, and giving them all those different things that I think they've actually done a good job of making it interesting. Um, you know, going fast is one thing. Uh, they do suffer a bit from a lack of great villains. Um, Reverse Flash is a good one, but he also has like the the rogues gallery of like Captain Boomerang and... Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's like a, a frost DC has guy problems with names. And, and the mirror master and it's just like, like all right guy, yeah. guy can use mirrors to jump around i guess that's scary against the guy who just can move faster than anybody else um and and yeah. martian manhunter um most of my martian manhunter exposure is through the the justice league uh uh cartoon tv series that was aired i think in the early 2000s mm-hmm. uh, but I like his character. He's very thoughtful. You know, he's been all this, you know, he's a refugee of a civil war on Mars. Um, and he has a lot of powers that, that you, you know, you wouldn't think he's as powerful as Superman, but he can get up there if he needs to. Um, and he's just a really chill, stoic, relaxed kind of dude that I think is a good, good change from a lot of the other, the other superheroes. He's kind of innately good. He isn't necessarily troubled by things. He's troubled by his, his civil war, but he still knows what, you know, what's right and what's wrong. And I think it makes for interesting, interesting stories. Um, and then I already mentioned the villain ones, which was Harley Quinn and reverse flash. Um, yeah. because they add, add so well to, to their, yeah. to the characters. Martian Manhunter has a similar thing that, that Dr. Strange has, like where he has some weird powers to throw in the mix that people are not used to seeing. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we're, uh, kind of out of time oh, there's we're so much time. more there's so much more to talk about well i mean we have the month we do that's that's, that's why we're giving ourselves a month because it's more than just six characters plus some honorable mentions that, that yeah, goes yeah, into yeah for sure to why dc is better than marvel uh no why marvel is better than dc but we'll get there i mean you'll see the light if i have to beat it into you it's fine no i decline <laughs> good luck yeah Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's all the time we have for today. Um, if you'd like to contact us and tell us why our lists suck, why um, we miss completely missed villains, why you think Iron Man's the best, or whatever nonsense you're thinking of, uh, feel free to email us. Uh, the email address is yourwrongcast at gmail.com. If you can figure out how to spell your wrong, then you'll get to email us. Uh, otherwise, 
I'm Matt. And I'm Luciano. And we'll see you next time.